Welcome back to Lioness Podcast with me, your host, Jane Lyon. I'm so happy to be back in this space hanging out with all of you guys. I am back sitting in my chair in my house. Milo is lying on the couch. It is a frosty, frozen morning in Salt Lake City, Utah. And I am so grateful to be home and recording my very first episode of 2022. We are back. It kind of feels like a new season. I'm not going to do seasons with this podcast, but you know, it's a new year. It's a new season. It just feels fresh. I, I took a few weeks off from making shows for you guys. And during that time, I got to really meditate on, okay, I got out a bunch of episodes. What is this show really needing to do? What is the purpose behind this show? What what do you all, my loyal listeners, like you guys, I'm about to hit a thousand downloads. I, I haven't checked yet. I might have hit it already, but I haven't put out anything new. So I'm going to assume that I haven't hit it yet and that this episode is going to get me to that milestone. But you know, that's a thousand times that somebody was willing to open up their ears and their consciousness and their heart and their mind to listen to me talk. Like, wow. (laughs) So I, you know, I put out on my stories just some, you know, quizzes and polls for what you all would like to hear more of. And it's always so interesting to do that and to see what comes up because the, the, the top topics that you all have chosen are energy healing and healing your nervous system, which is like the work that I do. If we were to like wrap it up into a bow, you know, if we were to really, I wouldn't even say narrow it down. I would say if we were to expand out way wide to really encapsulate what it is, is it that I do? I am an energy healer. And through the modalities that I teach, we learn to heal our nervous systems. And maybe I haven't been very explicit about that, but that has like been the number one goal in my healing for so long is to heal my nervous system. Because I used to be like very suicidal. And yes, we can call that a mental illness, But my nervous system was so wound up that the pain and the suffering was so difficult that my go-to response was to self-harm. And I've never shared that before. But as I grow and as I evolve, I feel more brave and sure of myself as I share, you know, the deeper, darker parts of my past and That was a nervous system problem to me. I was so reactive to the pain and suffering that was happening around me that I would go into these suicidal fits. And so, yeah, healing my nervous system so that I could just be chill and not react to all the suffering around me was a huge, huge threat of my journey. And as I'm sharing this, I want to share with you guys a new friend I made yesterday. I was featured on another podcast. I've been doing so many podcasts lately. It's been so fun. Um, Matt Lansidel, I hope I'm Lansidel. I think that's how he pronounced it. He's up in Canada, the sweetest man. I'm like, 
are you my quiet big brother from another life? Because he's this like gorgeous, quiet, gentle soul. And he also has a podcast and like a successful coaching business. And he wrote a book and, and, um, my assistant reached out to him and, and he immediately invited me on the show. And as soon as we got on the call together, he was just like, wow, it's so comfortable with you. And I was like, yeah. And we made a whole episode about suffering and suffering on the spiritual path and and how suffering is just so much of the wisdom. It brings us so much wisdom. And so I, as I'm kind of introducing today's show, I'm, I'm definitely thinking about that conversation that we had yesterday. Um, but what I want to offer you today, I want to really get into some of the processes around healing your nervous system. And I'm actually going to do a series on my TikTok. If you haven't noticed, I've been trying to do TikToks every day. It's way more challenging than I thought it was going to be, but that's been one of my goals. And I think I might be making it more challenging than it needs to be because the easiest videos I have made have been the ones that get the most views. So I decided I'm going to do a series of 30 ways to heal your nervous system so that you can start learning. It's not that complex. It's not, it's nothing that, you know, special, but it is special because it's one of the best gifts that you can give your body is to heal your nervous system. I don't know what better things, what better intentions you could have towards your body than healing your nervous system. So today I'm going to share with you my five most important steps to take to begin healing your nervous system. If you are working with me one-on-one, if you're one of my yoga students, if you are in one of my groups, and these five things aren't in your awareness, I will, you know, I will get very clear on those from the beginning. And some of these may feel very obvious, especially if you have been working with me or following my content for a long time, but I really want to explain why these things are so important and maybe even use this as a check-in point for you so that as you're listening, you can think, okay, am I doing these five things to care for my nervous system? And this is a reminder to myself as well. So five most important ways to start healing your nervous system. Those are, these are like my first five steps. And before I get into that, um, I just want to, what, it feels like there's some other things wanting to come through. So let me just listen here. (sighs) Yes, I, I just landed from spending a month in Brazil. (laughs) that's what wants to come through. I've been in, I was in Rio de Janeiro and I was in the Zona Sul, which is the South zone of Rio, which is a very, very nice part of town. Like everything's good there. It's, they call it the sunny zone, the zone of sun. So it's a really, really nice part. And so I don't, you know, I'm sure that nobody thinks that I was really in like the rough areas of Rio because I obviously wasn't, but still, like Rio is like the the whole country of Brazil is on a whole different frequency, especially the city of Rio de Janeiro. So I, as I'm telling you this, like, I didn't really think about this before I started the show, but like, it's important for me to walk myself through the steps of healing my nervous system. Because when I'm there, I get really wound up. And there are definitely moments where I'm at an event or a restaurant or anything, and 
the people there can be so loud, <laughs> which is fine, but like loud music, loud talkers, every like, and I get to a point where my nervous system, it starts to feel a bit spent. And Bruna can attest to this. Usually on my last night or two there, I, I, I kind of start to break down a little bit. And it's not a bad thing, but it's just like, I need quiet alone time so badly that even though I love Rio so, so, so much, and I would love to live there and just have my own place to go return to, I start to feel like I look so forward to coming home. And I have found in my time that spending one month, spending 30 days in a different country is the perfect amount of time to spend in another country that gets you feeling completely immersed in the culture, completely. And at the same time, by the end of the month, you are so ready to return to your own culture, to your own home, to your own creature comforts. And I just have so much gratitude that I've been able to have so many of these experiences in my life, immersing myself in another country, and then being so grateful to come back to my beautiful, gorgeous Salt Lake City. So, and I actually, I should say that I did start making an episode, one of our last days there, about Brazil. And as I was starting, I kind of, it, it wasn't flowing. Like the stories I wanted to tell weren't really flowing out of me. And what I started to realize as I was talking and kind of feeling like this isn't aligned, like I'm not enjoying this, is that... I still don't know that much about Rio. I may be very good at Portuguese. I may know my way around town. I may, you know, even have learned as much as I can about the history of Brazil and the culture, and I've really immersed myself. But y'all, I'm a gringa who's been to South America twice. Like, I really don't know that much. And when I was recording the episode, it was because Bruna had left the house for a while, and I kind of felt like I needed her there. And I kind of felt like maybe I'm not ready to make this episode. You know, maybe it will come in a few years when we're in Brazil and we want to sit down and talk about this amazing country together. So that's why that episode didn't come out. About 10 minutes into it, I was like, this is not flowing. <laughs> and I just erased it and I just went and did something else. And I decided to, you know, let myself land on what the best next episode is going to be, especially following. I know you guys liked the getting to Brazil story. That was a really fun story to tell. And, you know, my get, my last guest, uh, Sifu Tony, was just, she's such an incredible woman. And I really want to follow that episode with something meaningful. So the last thing that I want to say before I get into it, let me take a sip of my tea. Oh, wow, that was hotter than I thought it would be. Um, okay, you guys. So I'm launching my next group program this Friday. So if you're listening to it on Sunday when it comes out this Friday, I am officially launching it. It's going to be a 14-week program. And that's all I will say. But if you already are like, I want in, I actually had a call with someone yesterday um, who's like already in. Um, my heart is like pounding because I'm so excited. I get so nervous and excited to do these things. It's such a bold move, but 
I'm so excited for this program. Everything is all laid out and ready to go. And, you know, I just have to press play. So next Friday, we're going to launch the whole thing. And I'm so excited to welcome you all into it. And also, if you want to come hang out with us in Sunrise, if you want to come do some yoga with us Tuesdays and Thursday mornings, or if you just want to catch the replays and have me on On Demand, my doors are always open. You can come take your first class for free, or I can send you a, a replay of a class if you want to have a taster before you join us. And just this morning, Bruna had about 20 minutes before her client was here, so she turned on my 10... Uh-oh. Milo just caught himself in the mirror and he is about to have a fit. Are you good, bro? Okay. So this morning, Bruna had about 20 minutes before her client was going to get here and she turned on my 10-minute wall yoga practice. And I just love, I love seeing it in action. I love knowing that, you know, all of my members can just find what they need on the membership site on the on the website and then you know I've got 10 minutes this is what I'll do I've got 15 minutes I'll take the 15 minute class I've got one hour I'm gonna take this really hard Thursday replay so I love that and my entire course meditation mastery is now in sunrise it's a part of the program so if you've been thinking about buying that you might as well just pay $60 a month to be a member and then you get that whole course in there along with everything else. So I have big plans for Sunrise this year, like being away and just spending so much time away from like my normal day to day. So many fresh ideas have been landing. It just feels so, so, so good. So I guess what comes next is a reminder, like if you've been seeing the same scenery every day for the last like three to six months, go do something else. Like, go get a tent somewhere, go get an Airbnb somewhere, go on a drive, go stay at someone else's house. Like, go have a sleepover at your best friend's house. I do that sometimes. Change it up. It will really refresh your energy and bring back your inspiration. And that's one of the greatest gifts that traveling actually gives me. So, without further ado, let's get into the episode, baby. important steps to healing your nervous system. These are the most basic and simple things that you can do today that you can start focusing on this week to make sure that you're healing your nervous system. And if you want more, if you want a part two with like my next five steps, let me know and we will make a part two. So the first step that I actually want to teach you guys is a, as a, is a breathwork practice. And if you've been working with me, you already know it. But if you haven't, I want to teach it to you because it is hands down the most effective way to heal your nervous system. And I say this because you will be able to feel the effects on your nervous system every time you practice it because you're going to get better at it every time that you practice it. And so I'm going to go ahead and teach you how to do it. If you're in a place where you can, um, you know, sit up and really receive this, then do it. But if you're not, like, you can still do it with me. I'm just going to sit up so that I can really have nice, good posture. I'm in, like, a meditative posture. My feet are rooted on the ground. My hands are resting on my lap. 
And what we're gonna do is we're gonna take a breath in. And then as we exhale, we're gonna exhale all of the oxygen out of the body completely. And we're gonna hold the breath at the bottom for as many counts as we can, maybe just two or three. That'll be a test of your nervous system. If you can only hold it for about two or three counts, that's, that's how you know you've got some work to do. I can hold it for almost 30 seconds. And so that shows me that I'm really, really down-regulated in a really, really good way. So then we'll breathe into the very, very top of the breath and we'll hold it at the top for as long as we can. It's pretty easy to hold the breath when the body is full of oxygen. It's a lot harder when it's empty. And then we will return again to the bottom of the breath. And we're gonna do that three times, okay? So let's start by taking a breath in. Exhaling all the way out. All the oxygen, exhale, exhale, push all of it out, push all of it out. Hold it, one, two, three, four. If you have to breathe in, you can slowly start to breathe in. But if you can keep holding it with me, keep holding it with me. Nine, 10, good. If you're ready to, slowly, slowly inhale. All the way to the very, very top. Sipping in a little bit more air at the top. Come completely full, fill up a little bit more. Open the lungs, open the chest, elongate the spine. And hold for as many counts as you can. One, two, three, four, five. Holding it if you want to keep holding it. If you need to exhale, you can slowly exhale back to the very bottom. Becoming completely empty. And holding it again. One, two, three, four. If you have to inhale, you can. If you want to keep holding it, keep going. Holding it at the very top again. Sipping in a little bit of air. Becoming completely full. Feeling what it's like to be so full. Two. Three. Four. Five. Good. One more. Exhale all the way out. Push all of the air out. All that stagnant old air. Get all of it out. Hold it. Four, five, good. If you're ready to, you can slowly breathe in again. Come up to the very, very top, top, top. Sip in a little bit more air. Open, open the lungs a little bit more. Expand the bronchioles. Open, open, and hold. Good, you can keep holding, or when you're ready to, you can slowly, slowly just relax into the breath. Breathing like normal. And noticing how you feel now, noticing the effects of that short practice. I feel like my body is slowing way down. My nervous system is slowing way down. So, First of all, I want to say, if that felt frustrating to you, welcome to the club. When I first started learning pranayama, which is this is breath work, 
Um, I was so frustrated. It was so hard for me. Holding my breath was so hard for me. The slow and steady paced breathing was frustrating to me. Um, I grew up with asthma in a very high elevation in a very smoggy city. And so I, I just was surprised how frustrated I was. And actually at my yoga teacher training, I had the hardest time learning breath work. And it took me a really, really long time to finally open up to it. And actually my Akashic Records training is what really got me more interested in breath work because it helped me become such a clear channel. So if you do readings with me, you know that that's how we start the readings. And, uh, and so yeah, I just, I don't want you to say that was hard or frustrating and I couldn't hold my breath, so I'm not going to do it. I want you to use that as like your metric of where you are now. So when I first did it, I literally could only hold my breath out for like two or three seconds before I was needing to breathe in again. And so the more that we practice it, when we hold the breath out of the body and we hold it, we are telling the body, I am in control. I am running this show. And the body will start to, you want to get to that edge where the body's like, breathe, breathe, you're going to die, you're going to die, breathe. And you hold the breath and you tell the body, I am in control here. Because that panic response is a panic response, is your nervous system freaking out. Oh my gosh, she's not going to breathe. And the body starts freaking out. And then you have to breathe in because you're so afraid that you're not going to. Kind of a mind fuck, right? When you will breathe in again, and you also won't pass out from holding your breath for 30 seconds. You won't. <laughs> you could hold your breath for three minutes and you won't pass out. This is how the body works. But our mind and our nervous system won't allow us to do that because it freaks out. And so what we're doing is we're teaching the body to trust in itself. To trust in itself. To listen. And so the more that we can hold that exhale, the longer we can hold that exhale. And when the body starts to freak out and you say, we're okay, I've got this, I'm going to hold my breath for one more second. And then we relax into the breath and we breathe. And the body goes, ah, okay, she breathed. Okay, we're good. The more that you do that, the more that the body builds, it tr builds its trust in you that she's going to breathe. So we're just going to chill while she's holding her breath because she's just doing her breath work now. And she's just holding her breath. Let's see how long we can do it for. Because the body starts to realize that we like when she does this. Because it helps us relax. And I've had teachers say that like in those moments of holding the breath, you can kind of grasp onto infinity. You can feel this everlasting moment where everything is available to you. Because you are in control of your breath, which leads to just so much more control of your perception and everything else that you do. But to bring this back to my main point, this is my number one key to starting to heal your nervous system. And when you can hold your breath out for 30 seconds like I can, you will realize, wow, I feel way better. I feel the effects of this practice. Anytime that we're feeling a panic come on, like when I'm at a really loud restaurant and I'm feeling really overwhelmed and down in, in Rio, I, will, I literally did this on one of our last nights, went into the bathroom, 
did some passive breathing, helped my nervous system calm down. I went back and I could enjoy the rest of the night. So I want you to use this when you need it. You can use it to begin your yoga your yoga and your meditation practice. You can do this before bed to help you relax. And you can also do it before you're about to engage in anything that might feel stressful. Number two. Again, this might be obvious, but we're going to check in. Number two. The people around you, babe, the people that are around you are influencing your nervous system. Definitely. The, the people around you at work, I'm not, we're not even going to talk about your job. We're going to talk, about, we're going to talk the, about the people that are around you, the people that you live with, the people in your home, the people that you see day to day. These people have an effect on your nervous system. They can have a calming effect or they can have a stressing, agitating effect on your nervous system. So here's an example. I used to have a roommate where whenever I would hear her come home, my heart would start pounding because she was very emotionally erratic. We never knew what kind of mood she was in. Sometimes she would come home really happy. Sometimes she would come home really pissed off and she would let it be known in the house. And I would feel my heart start pounding when I heard her come home. That is a quick sign that she is of damage to my nervous system. And that is not a situation I need to be in. I need to move out of that place, get away from that place ASAP. You see someone is calling you and your heart starts pounding. Anytime that we see someone or talk to someone or see an email from them or a message from them and we start to feel that heart pounding, that is a sure sign that your nervous system is being harmed. Okay? So I just want you to look at this. I don't have a whole lot more to say about it than that. If someone is causing you stress, every time they text you, it hurts. This can be a sibling. This can be your partner. This can be a roommate. This can be a parent. This can be somebody that you love. And what I'm not saying to do is to cut them out completely from your life. I'm saying to take a break from this person so that you can work on healing your nervous system so that when you see a message from them, the heart pounding doesn't happen. Now, I used to be the type of person my dad would message me. My sister would message me. My old roommate would message me. I have a few roommates that made me feel this way. I would get an email from a professor or I would get an email from a boss and my heart would start pounding before I even opened the message. That was not a healthy way to live. And it's so crazy to me that that's how I used to feel, but that's how I used to feel. And now, you guys, there is, okay, there are probably people that could message me that it would make my heart pound if I saw it, but they're not messaging me. Like, I cannot tell you the last time that I saw a message or a phone call or an email that created a physical response in my body because I have washed and wiped all of that out of my system. And it took me a long time to get there. It did, but that is no longer a part of my field, and I will no longer accept it as a part of my field. And 
Now, the people that used to create that heart pounding in my chest, now when they message me, I feel no physical response. Oh, I have a message from them. What'd they say? Oh, great. That's because I've done the work on myself. And I know that no matter what that message says, I'm going to take care of myself and I'm going to be okay. And no matter what that message says, it doesn't matter. It's not going to affect me. It's not going to influence my energy. So I really want you to think about that because that's a really, really important one. And if, if the people around you are having a very strong emotional effect on you, we, of course, right, you probably listened to my victimhood episode. We don't want to blame them, but we want to seek refuge. So there is absolutely nothing wrong with saying, I need some space from this relationship right now so that I can figure out what's going on within me so that I can feel better so that I can show up as a more whole person in this relationship. And maybe when you have space from that relationship, you realize that you don't want it at all. And maybe you realize that you needed to heal some aspects of how you felt about that relationship. And you needed to do some work there and maybe even have a conversation with this person and do some healing with this person so that you don't have a nervous system fight or flight response to this person. <sighs> yeah, I think I feel complete in step two of healing your nervous system. You know, you got to you got to clear the toxic people out, but I also think we're throwing away the term we're throwing around the term toxic a little bit too much, kind of like gaslighting. Everyone's like, "That's gaslighting. You're toxic." I mean, no one's saying that to me, but I'm just seeing it everywhere and I'm like, "Does anyone like know what these things mean?" <laughs> because you also it's all it's toxic to just perpetually call people toxic. So um a lot of times it's our perception and the story we've created around that person that's creating the physical response in our bodies. And so instead of calling them toxic and canceling them, we want to heal the dynamic that we have with them so that we can be more empowered. Because when we call someone else toxic and we cut them out, we're actually, that that's a victim archetype. That's a move that a victim archetype would make. And that is giving away our power. So that's all I have to say about that, folks. Moving on, number three. Now, again, this one may seem obvious, and maybe you need to hear this message right now. If your nervous system is not in a good place right now, and you are drinking alcohol regularly, and you are using recreational drugs regularly, you need a cutback. This is your message. And um, when I say recreational drugs, I actually don't mean cannabis. I personally don't think that cannabis does any harm to your nervous system. I think that it's actually very, very supportive to the nervous system if you're using medicinal cannabis, okay? If you're buying off the streets, then yeah, I'm going to put that in the recreational drugs, okay? So... Let's talk about alcohol. I, I am not a sober person, and I've always said this. I think sometimes people think I am. I don't restrict anything. I don't. I've never, I've never been that person. I will never say, no, I don't do that. But what I do is I choose not to drink most of the time. Because when I do, 
And I know that this is for, uh, this is, this is how the body works. Alcohol creates more dopamine in the body, which dis dysregulates the nervous system so that when average stressors come up, we don't have the chemicals that we need to help us manage that stress. This leads to more anxiety. It leads to more depression because our nervous system isn't regulated enough to handle what's coming because at the end of every night, we're having a few drinks and we are dysregulating our system with the alcohol. Now, I'm not saying that you need to be sober. I had a lot of drinks while I was in Rio and it was very fun and I... I'm the type of person who, yeah. okay, I don't know, like, I feel like this is like a pop culture thing. When you, like, see someone who's really, like, stuffy and prudish and, like, stiff and strict and somebody says, like, that, that person needs a night out, you know? That person needs a night out drinking and dancing and having fun. That person is me. <laughs> like, I genuinely am the type of person who every once in a while I need to go out and drink with my partner and dance and laugh and have fun and be silly and let loose because I get very, very tightly wound. And the nights that I choose to do that, which are maybe, you know, every couple months, I literally wake up the next day feeling better. So I know that <laughs> I'm just, okay, I should save this all for another episode about sober curiosity, which I will be, um, I'll, that's on my list. I'll be making an episode about sober curiosity. Um, but that's a once in a while thing. If you're drinking every day and your nervous system is dysregulated, please just consider cutting back to just on Fridays and Saturday nights or something. Like if you're having like many, many beers a day, maybe just try to have one. Start cutting back so that you can start regulating your nervous system. I know so many people, and these are people who choose not to work with me, but I know them and I love them, who drink every single day and take, you know, prescription drugs and, reg and, and recreational drugs and complain about their debilitating anxiety and how depressed they feel. And they, they are not willing to remove the things that are causing the dysregulation. Sorry, got a little passionate there. So on the same thing, you know, I know that especially in Salt Lake City, you know, um, well, first of all, c cigarettes, I know that's not a recreational drug, but nicotine is so hard on your nervous system. And a lot of us here in Salt Lake City love to smoke. Um, I don't, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> And, uh, but I did, and I enjoyed a good cigarette. I love, you know, nicotine. Mm, that's a nice feeling, right? It's horrible for your nervous system. MDMA every weekend, you guys. MDMA is a healing drug. Don't abuse it by using it every weekend, please. Cocaine, babes, please, just don't. <laughs> just don't. If you want to take care of your body, do not put drugs in it. Honor the sacred medicines that the earth has given us and don't abuse them. Because not only are you abusing medicines, these sacred gifts that the earth has given us to help us heal, but you're abusing your own body. 
You're hurting your own body and you're dysregulating your nervous system. So I'm not telling you you need to be sober. I will never be that person. But look at the way that you're interacting with these substances and ask yourself, if I really want to heal my nervous system, how can I cut back in a way that's loving towards myself? Without any shame, there's no shame here. It's just, how can I cut back to be a little bit more loving towards myself? Okay? That's all. Okay. I feel complete on step three. Step four, another one that might be obvious. Ah, wow. And, you know, it's funny because this is one I need to get back on, you guys, because something about being in Rio, um, not having good service all the time, really wanting to feel connected with my friends back home, really wanting to feel like I know what everyone is up to, going to bed, looking at your phone or a screen, waking up, looking at your phone or a screen. This is such a shot to your nervous system. When you wake up in the morning, your consciousness in, is what, in what we call a nidra state. It's in a yogic sleep state where your consciousness is very, very impressionable. I like to think of it as like my, my brain is like Play-Doh when I wake up. And whatever I mold, whatever I do right when I wake up is molding my brain in the morning for the day. This is why if you're an anxious person, you probably feel more anxious right when you wake up in the mornings. Am I right? You probably feel the most stressed right when you wake up because your brain is more malleable and impressionable to the basic stresses of your life. So when in the middle of the day, knowing you have a test coming up, may not create a stress response in your body. When you wake up in the morning knowing you have a test coming up, you are going to feel the stress immediately because your mind and your body is more impressionable to that stress. So this is why the first thing we do in the morning is so important, right? Meditating, practicing yoga, reading a book, journaling, going on a walk, doing something that is good for your mind to create a healthy mind space to mold the mind into something positive and healthy first thing in the day, first thing in the morning. Now, when you wake up and the first thing you do is reach for your phone and open up TikTok, Instagram, your emails. First of all, like Instagram and TikTok, for example, you aren't even in control of the content that your mind is about to receive. You don't even have a choice. You are literally opening up your Play-Doh brain to hundreds and hundreds of people's energies, opinions, lives, perspectives, attitudes, words, as soon as you wake up. And that creates like little imprints on your energetic body first thing in the morning. And it will definitely dysregulate your nervous system. And it's not just that. Let's bring it back to like the actual process. You're in the dark. 
you open your eyes. Maybe it's dark in your room. Maybe it's a little bit light. But the first thing you do is grab a bright screen and hold it in front of your eyes, in front of your face. That is such a rude awakening to your body. That is the dysregulation right there, is that rude way of awakening your eyes and your body. When a, such a kinder way would be to open the window and look at the sky, look at the sunrise. Light a candle. Gaze at the candle. You know, look at your partner's face. Give them a kiss. Do something other than look at a screen, please. And my rule for this step four would be turning off your phone one hour before bed and turning it on one hour after you wake up. Okay, that's all. Something I like to do is I'll just plug my phone in in my bathroom like while I'm getting ready for bed and then it's in there and then I wake up and I do my thing and then, you know, my phone's just in there. It's away from my bedside and get an alarm clock. <laughs> Everyone's like, but I use my phone to wake up and I need it. No, you don't. I grew up using an alarm clock. I got one of those sun lamps. It just isn't doing it for me the way I hoped it would, to be honest. I think I thought that it would be actually like the sun rising, but it's not. <laughs> Anyways, I'm still looking for an alarm clock that I really like. But get yourself an alarm clock. And before bed, just to choose a time. 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock, whatever time, before, an hour before you go to bed that you're not going to be on a screen. You're not going to lay in bed watching TV. You're not going to fall asleep in front of the TV. You're not going to fall asleep scrolling through TikTok. Trust me, I've done this frequently. You will have terrible sleep. You will not sleep well. And this is a rule in our household, and sometimes we have to catch each other because we, we you know, we have a coat. Like last night, we had a cozy little night, and we were watching TV all night and eating snacks, and we both fell asleep. And that's okay. But we know that, you know, come Sunday night, we'll, we'll get back into order with things because, for example, we love to watch RuPaul's Drag Race. I don't want to dream about drag queens all night. No offense, but like that's a lot. That's a lot on the consciousness. The thing that you do the hour or two before bed influences your sleep and your dreaming. And your dreaming is when your subconscious gets to release a lot of energy and this also heals your nervous system. And so when you mess with the energetics of your dreaming by watching shows, by, re by receiving content, all night through your eyeballs, through your brain, before you go to sleep, then your brain's going to spend the night trying to process all of that instead of processing what you really need to process. So I think the best thing to do before bed is, you know, read a book, journal. I think journaling before bed is the best. Write about your day, process your day, talk to your partner about your day, read a beautiful book to your partner, take a hot shower or a bath, play like some mellow music and just hang out. That is going to improve your sleep, 
which is going to improve the way you feel when you wake up, especially when you don't reach for your phone as soon as you wake up. Then you're going to start your day in this beautiful way and you're going to start feeling better because you are healing your nervous system through the tips and rules that Jane is giving you right now. <laughs> I feel so passionately about this stuff, you guys. Like if you want to feel better and you're and and you don't like anything that I'm saying, if you're like triggered by all of this and you're like I don't want to do any of this, then you're not going to feel better. If you keep surrounding yourself with toxic people, if you never take a deep breath in, if you're drinking every day and you're, you know, engaging in all kinds of recreational drug use, and you're constantly stimulated by your screen, your poor nervous system is wrecked. It needs a break. Your body deserves so much better than what you're giving it. And so I hope that you can give it that gift. Okay, and we have number five. And again, <laughs> this may seem obvious. But this one is a little bit different because this is for upregulating the nervous system. Because we have these, you know, parasympathetic and sympathetic responses. We have the fight and the flight. So, healing your nervous system isn't always about mellowing out. It doesn't always mean mellow out, it doesn't always mean like chill, deep breaths, relax, you know, soothing music. And the thing we have to also do is upregulate the nervous system through movement, through movement. So my fifth tip is to move your body every day, every day. I don't care what you do. Go for a walk, go for a run, dance to a song, go to the gym, do a yoga practice, do a go to go boxing. That's an amazing thing you can do to upregulate your nervous system. Um, it, literally anything, you guys, anything. Pull up a hit workout on YouTube and do it. Um, anything. <laughs> For me, like obviously, I practice yoga every day. I like to go to the gym with Bruna, and then on days when I don't do anything, I don't feel like doing anything, I will make it a point to turn on some music and dance for at least one song. And the idea is that I want you to do anything that's going to get your heart rate going. Anything that's going to get your heart rate going and maybe f make you feel like you're about to break a sweat. That may mean rough sex. That's a great way to upregulate your nervous system. That's so good for you. <laughs> And so I want you to think about, you know, in your, in your days, are you, are you activating your heart rate in some way? Are you livelying up your body? Are you breaking a sweat in some way? And if you're not, I just want you to give yourself that opportunity like, okay, when I wake up in the morning, instead of looking at my phone, I'm going to go on a walk around the block, a, 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 a fast walk with my dog. Or when I wake up in the morning, instead of looking at my phone, I'm going to turn on my favorite song to dance to, and I'm going to dance, and I'm going to start my day that way. Or maybe it's time to join Sunrise Yoga and start doing yoga with us twice a week. I teach yoga as energy mastery, as energy healing. And so the way that I teach is to actively heal the energetic nervous system. It's not about 
strength or flexibility. Those are just side effects of practicing with me. So move your body every day. And for bonus points, and this comes from an amazing book, The Body Keeps Score. If you want to learn more about this, like go buy that book. It is, it's very scientifically based. So don't get disappointed when you realize it's mostly about research. Um, But it's incredible. It's an incredible book. And something that he found to be very interesting is that more healing of the nervous system happens when people are moving in groups. So you ever been in a crowd at a concert or a festival and it feels like everybody's moving together and it feels blissful? That is healing in your nervous system. Truly. I'm telling you now. That's why it feels so amazing. When you're in a yoga class and everybody's moving in flow together, that is healing the nervous system. When you're playing tennis and you and another person are rhythmically moving back and forth, it's really interesting. And I was, before I started, I was about to open up the book to try to find like all of the research and whatever. You can get the book yourself and read it. Um, But I found that to be really interesting because that's it's kind of similar to EMDR, which is when we activate the right and left hemisphere of the brain as a way to clear and regulate our the trauma that's held in the body. It's the same thing. This rhythmic thing, rhythmic drumming. I don't know if you've ever had an experience like that. I, I have I've had an experience with some drumming and it's so, so, so cool, but it's like the most human tribalistic thing to do, right? Is to be in a drum circle, drumming, dancing, moving, feeling the rhythm. When humans do things rhythmically together, it creates a group healing experience because everybody is down-regulating their nervous system together, which I find to be fascinating. So, um, you know, when I go to puja on Sundays, we're playing drums, we're chanting, we're playing our bells, we are in sync. We are doing things in synchronization. And I always feel so good after a two-hour puja. And I've always, you know, obviously there's probably lots of reasons why, but I thought that that was so interesting when I learned that. And so, you know, I'm like, okay, I've got my puja, but I'm not around people a lot anymore, right? We're in a pandemic. So a goal that I have set for myself this year, one of my favorite yoga teachers in town, his name is James. Um, He is now back in a real studio up the street from my house on Tuesday afternoons. And so I have blocked out those Tuesday afternoons because I'm going to go to his class in person and I'm going to practice around other people and give my body that gift of being in community at least one time a week. So this Tuesday is going to be my first day to go. So I'm really, really excited to get back into that because I don't know if you guys have experienced this. Like you can have deep, amazing experiences on your yoga mat by yourself at home alone. And then there's another level of deep that you can experience when you're in a warm room of people that are in that process with you. So I'm excited to give myself that gift. Anyways, it's funny, as I've been recording this, I'm taking notes at, you know, I already have my list of 30 ways to heal your nervous system, but the the next kind of few important things that are coming to me, um, if you guys want a part two, I will make a part two. Um, Just let me know. 
and we can keep on moving forward with this conversation. I hope that everything I've said today you receive with just love and absolutely no judgment because I have been there. I've been there. I used to do all of these things that I'm telling you you shouldn't do. I used to not do any of the things that I'm telling you that you should do. And so I'm sharing these steps with you because these are the things that have genuinely changed my life to where I don't have panic attacks anymore. I don't wake up anxious anymore. I have never, ever in six years felt suicidal because I've healed my nervous system and I don't react to things anymore. I really don't. Like, even if, like, if I get into a fight with Bruna, I think that's like, you know, the most upsetting thing that happens. We, I, I shake it off much quicker. I get over it quicker. I don't get so angry. So it really changes your whole life when you make your focus and your intention to be around healing your nervous system, my love. And so I'm so grateful to all of you who asked me to create this episode today, who voted for this topic, because this feels so important to share. And while many of these steps may feel obvious, I hope you take this as a way to check in with yourself and to re-implement these things. Because trust me, your girl is taking a few months off of alcohol your girl needs to stop watching Netflix before she goes to bed. You know, your girl needs to get herself into a real yoga class around real people with loud music, you know? I need to do those things for my nervous system as well. So thank you for helping me remember and thank you for giving me the space to share this with you. If you've enjoyed this episode today, please, please, please leave me a review on iTunes. Share it to your stories. Please send this. Send this to somebody who needs to listen to this. I know there's people out there who are not going to choose to find this episode and listen to it. Please send it to them. You could change their whole day. You could change their whole life by sending them this episode. And of course, lastly, I would love to hear from you. I would love to hear what you received from this episode, any aha moments, anything you found interesting, and if you have any goals around these five steps I've given you that you want to share with me and get support on, I would love to hear from you and cheer you on, my love. <sighs> You're so lucky to be alive. We are so lucky to be able to take deep breaths. Let's take another deep breath. <sighs> We're so lucky to be human and on this earth, and we are here to create heaven around us. A beautiful world is not out of your reach. All you have to do is create it. And thank you so much for being on this journey of creating it with me. 